0: You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And welcome into the Braves postcast. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after another productive day at the ballpark for the Atlanta Braves to pick up a 7-1 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. That makes it back-to-back wins to open up this four-game series as the Braves are just, just picking up right where they left off in the month of June as they roll into the month of July and keep their winning ways going. As always, make sure you subscribe to the all-new Lockdown Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Make sure you enable alerts so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. And make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast, because that's how you get the Braves postcast and so much more all season long and really all the way into the off season. But we're a long way from there right now. But what we are talking about, Jake, is the fact that the Atlanta Braves continue to do what they've done so well, perhaps better than just about any other club in baseball since June the 1st. And that is when baseball game 7-1 over the Cardinals. This was a night that Ian Anderson needed to, I think, really reverse what's been a troubling trend for him over the past six weeks or so.
0: Yeah, it was. And again, you mentioned it, a great, you know, Braves keep on winning. It's a new month. They keep on winning. Uh, and that is certainly great to see. Uh, but yeah, Ian Anderson this is the start. You know, we talked about it going in on lockdown Braves. This is a crucial outing for him, really. the next couple of starts, I think, are crucial outings for him and able to to get in there just long enough to get the win. And the Braves offense went to work again. Another big inning back to back games down this Cardinal series where they put up a crooked number early and kind of just cruise to the end.
1: Yeah, if they want to keep putting up five runs in an inning, they can sign me up for a subscription service where it happens every single day. But it's been a big key to the wins that the Braves have picked up in game one and again here in game two. And they've done it early on to give the starting pitcher a bit of a cushion, and I think that's always a good thing when you're able to pitch with a lead. Let's jump inside the line score and the box score for this one. Game number 82 for the Braves, the second contest of a four-game set against the St. Louis Cardinals. Cards dropped to 44 and 39, just one run despite nine hits. They did commit an error and left 12 men on base. So they had plenty of opportunities, just couldn't get it done. Braves now 48 and 34, seven runs, 12 hits, no errors, and seven men left aboard. Anderson picks up the win. Ian now seven and five. Andre Pallante takes a loss and drops to two and four on the year. No save in a game that lasted three hours and seven minutes, and a crowd of 35,656 were on hand to see it. And they did get to see that five run first inning rally from the Braves. A home run from Austin Riley is 21st. A home run from William Contreras, my guy, Wild Bill, number 10 for him. He is the seventh Brave to reach double digits in home runs this season as well. So Atlanta's offense is rolling right along and has picked up significant steam since the 1st of June. But uh, let's get back into Ian Anderson real quick before we go all into the Braves offense and some of the other things that went right on this night. But I felt like, you know, you look at this final line, it's five innings, eight hits, uh, just the one run, one walk. Only three strikeouts as well. Kept the ball in the ballpark. He navigated through these five innings. I felt like Jake, it wasn't always the sharpest, but it was enough to obviously get himself through those five frames. But I have to wonder like my real takeaway from this and, and lately has been where the strikeouts gone for Ian Anderson.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is is a good question and who, you know, there's no telling. I think it's just because of the fact that again, we've talked about it. He's, He's becoming a little bit more predictable. Now, there was some good in this start, certainly, obviously better than what we've seen lately, but nothing to make me think that he's all the way back to that guy that we've seen. 99 pitches, 61 strikes, you know, not bad, but 8 Three ball counts in 24 hitters face. Still, you know, and this has always been been in Anderson since he came up, just not being efficient with his pitching, always in deep counts. But fortunately, just the one walk tonight that you mentioned. And he gave up eight hits, but all of them were singles, which was very key. And he got helped out by a couple of lineouts. He had four lineouts in this game, all hit pretty hard. But on the flip side of that, five of the hits he gave up were 82.2 miles per hour or lower yep. so um you know that kind of evened out He, he get a lot of weak contact in the outing, which is what you want from a guy who's may, mainly working a fastball uh change up combination 85.1 average exit velocity against for ian anderson so like i said not not a great start but certainly not a bad start some good signs in there as well and i think if i adjust my mindset a little bit and think of it as ian anderson is the fifth starter for the braves i mean You know, if you're really talking about where all the pitchers are right now, he is your fifth starter. And if my fifth starter can go out there every five days and go five or six innings of three earned or less, I will take that. And I think Ian Anderson is capable of doing that.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And really, he just had to show you that he could get through five. That had been the big question, especially in his start against the Dodgers in which he just didn't seem like things were going right. Then he got hit really hard against the Phillies last time out. That was when I started to kind of wonder, Is Ian Anderson going to be able to reverse some of his misfortune? Because as I was crunching the numbers going back to the third week of May, I mean, an eight-start stretch, and clearly giving up seven runs in two innings is going to inflate this, but his ERA was approaching seven. He had given up nearly 60 base runners in 40 innings and half a dozen home runs, and Ian Anderson's game has really been to keep the ball in the ballpark, so that was a little bit troubling, and the strikeouts just weren't there by and large each and every single night. So there were a few less of those, but I'm glad you pointed out the batted ball luck for Ian was a little bit unfortunate at times, and it kind of made up for it with some of those line drives finding some Braves fielders. So it's, I guess, an all's well that ends well kind of thing. But I'd like to see him build off of this and continue to replicate it, at least be able to navigate his way through five innings and help the Braves every fifth day because with the way Spencer Strider stepped up, I think you're right with this, Jake. You can kind of maybe – not panic quite as much about what's going on with Ian Anderson, particularly not just with Strider, but Charlie Morton's throwing great. You've got Kyle Wright. You've got Max Fried. So the Braves have a pretty good thing going in rotation. They just love to get Ian Anderson a little bit back to the norms that we had experienced in his rookie call-up in 2020 and some of the things he's given the Braves last year and particularly in the postseason as well. We'll talk a little bit more about the Braves' offense in a moment, but I want to tell you about Coffee AM because coffee has never tasted so good. And Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. And after a two-hour and 37-minute rain delay after game one, I needed a lot of coffee to get ready for game two of this series between the Braves and Cardinals. So if you are in search of coffee, you can go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas. They've got gift sets there. It's coffeeam.com slash locked on Use the code locked on at checkout. And get 15% off of your first order. That's coffees and teas and gift sets, all kinds of good stuff over there at coffeeam.com. You can go to and check it out and make sure that you use that code locked on for 15% off. And coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. And we invite you to check it out and find out for yourself. As far as the best offense in the National League, I think the Braves have a pretty good stranglehold on that at the moment because they have been really giving you night in and night out. Just another example of how explosive this offense can be a five spot in the first inning after Ian Anderson had to really labor to put the Cardinals down in the top half. We saw Austin Riley on WWE night in which they gave away the Austin Riley wrestling buddy. Well, he was out there hitting the stone cold stunner on the cards early on with his 21st homer of the year, William Contreras, his 10th homer of the year, This offense is getting a lot of contributions, Jake, and it is shown to be one of the most powerful in all of baseball.
0: Yeah, and doing it in a variety of ways, too. You had the two home runs. The Rays also had three stolen bases mm-hmm. in this game as well, so showing you the power and speed that they have. But Austin Riley in particular, 12 hits in his last six games, including three home runs and three doubles. He is certainly getting it done at the plate. Matt Olson, right in front of him as well has been good lately as well. He's 10 hits in his last eight games with three doubles and two homers. So good to see those guys getting it going in the middle of the order, and then that – Harris, Acuna, Swanson trio right there, 9-1 uh, and 2-hole. Just keep getting on base, setting those guys up, and it's making this Braves offense go. Yeah, a couple of steals for Michael Harris. He's now got, I believe, six on the year.
1: Ronald Acuna Jr. stole his 17th base in this one. Oh, let me correct myself. All-star Ronald Acuna Jr. stole his 17th base of the year, and it's crazy when you think about the fact that he missed, what, the first three weeks of the season, and has had other various ailments that have kept him out of the lineup. I think Ronald's pretty much a slam dunk for 30 steals this year let's just see when he decides to go on one of those binges where he hits a whole bunch of home runs and all of a sudden Ronald Acuña Jr is back to being i think one of the megastars in all of baseball it's in there it's going to happen it's coming you know just get ready for it and being uh, awarded an all-star starting spot is a very good feather in the cap for Ronald Acuña Jr in the meantime but for the Braves it has been a little bit of everyone contributing here Matt Olson you mentioned with a couple of hits in this one driving in two more runs one and with each of those hits he did that in game one. So all of a sudden, the Matt Olsen, can he get hits with runners in scoring position? We're seeing that become less of a question and more production from Matt Olson. Four hits in the series, all of them driving in runs. That is certainly something good to see. And speaking of hits, Eddie Rosario back in the lineup, second consecutive day, picking up a hit. Yeah, he had done back-to-back hits in games prior to this, and that is kind of a miracle in and of itself, considering the guy had three hits in 15 games before undergoing the eye surgery. Great to see Eddie back in there, and you know, this allows the Braves to have an alternative to having to put Marcelo Zuna in left field rather than at the DH spot.
0: Yeah, love having Rosario back in there. Again, the left-handed bat, I think, is key for this lineup as well. And yeah, glad to see him get that hit in the the late in the game because that gave everybody in the lineup a hit on this evening. Just again, showing you the depth of this team. Every starter, I should say, Adam Duvall coming in late. But yeah, I love having Eddie Rosario bat. Big bat. Matzik pitching this game as well. He's back off uh, the IL, so good to see that. Um, so yeah, Braves starting to get a little bit healthier and getting some more depth in their their lineup and their bullpen as well. Certainly great.
1: Yeah, and some other good news as far as injuries are concerned. Not only Tyler matzik making a scoreless appearance in this one, his first since way back in the middle part of May. I saw Kenley Jansen working off the mound on the main field prior to the game, and he believes that he's going to be ready after talking to him yesterday. As soon as he can come off the injured list on the twelfth of July, as soon as he's eligible. Kinley believes he's going to be able to jump back in there. So good to see him out there getting some work on the big field. Uh, We will get you set up for game three of the series, which is coming your way on Wednesday. Before we do, though, I want to remind you to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Use the code Locked On. That is code Locked On. Every order is insured, ships free, arrives in discreet packaging and won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. Good news is the Braves have secured themselves no worse than a split of the four-game series with the Cardinals. The other part of the good news is, despite Max Scherzer absolutely dominating in his Mets return, the Mets were walked off by the Cincinnati Reds, something the Braves experienced over the weekend. And now Atlanta finds itself back to two-and-a-half games behind the Mets as they turn the ball over to Max Freed in game three against the Cardinals. Max is 8-2 and two, a 266 ERA. Miles Michaelis is going to be on the mound for the Cards. He's 5-6, but with a 261 ERA, he's been throwing great for them all year. It's a 7.20 p.m. first pitch Eastern time at Truist Park. It's a big ESPN game, national television. And I can think of no better brave to be starting a game on national TV, Jake, than Max Freed. And I'm just looking for more of the same from this guy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, the Braves already guaranteed themselves a split of a four-game series against a postseason contending team as well. So that's certainly great. And you got your ace on the mound. And like you said, just do what you've been doing. And hopefully he does. And hopefully he, the national media, national attention gets to see that on an ESPN game because he certainly deserves more of it. Again, I think he I, I did my first half awards on the Lockdown Braves on Tuesday. Not only is he the Cy Young for the Braves in the first half, I think he needs to be up there in the NL Cy Young discussion overall with what he has done so far. So, again, more of it. Give me more of it every time. I love Max Fried going out there. He gives the team a chance to win. Max Freed, the bona fide ace of
1: the Braves. He'll be gunning for win number nine of the year. Miles Michaelis on the mound for the Cardinals. In game three of this four-game set, Braves can secure a series win if they can get Freed in the win column on Wednesday at Truist Park with a 7.20 p.m. Eastern time first pitch. Thanks for joining us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, it was a great night at the ballpark for the Braves who pick up a 7-1 win over the Cardinals. All kinds of good stuff on this night, and we'll be looking for more of it on Wednesday when we join you. Until then, I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani, and we will catch you next time right here on the Braves Postcast. So long, everyone.